Mahunus Nada. My name is Brianna, and today's special guest is a former colleague, Crystal. Oh, we got all the dirt to talk about with this lady. We worked together at North Italia. She's now married to one of our former managers. Oh, shit's getting real in the kitchen. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna get into all of that shit, and we're gonna start with that because I'm a nosy bitch. Um, all right, lady, I'm so excited to talk to you. You got two babies with this man. Mm, I don't know about mm -hmm. that, Miss, Mrs. Jetson. We're 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 in the future now. Um, I know. So let's talk about how your relationship went from, you know, friends to restaurant romance to married with two babies. Yeah, whirlwind. <laughs> It was fast. It's been fast. I mean, we are celebrating our second year of marriage, October 1st, um, and we already have two kids, so that's pretty fast. But, um, but yeah, I mean, we were both in relationships when we met, and mm -hmm. he is not my type at all. <laughs> he is a pretty white boy, <laughs> uh, very clean cut. I mean, my description of him is that he uh, irons his underwear, and when people meet him, they're like, that's a really good description of him. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, we, <laughs> we hung out, became friends and like, I don't know, somewhere in there in like the many years we, we fell in love and then we were like secretly dating obviously because he was my GM and mm. I was trying to get my management position and yeah, I mean, I got, I got promoted and they were like, do you want to move to Vegas and open up a restaurant? And like, I liked Eric, but I was like... Yeah, I'm out of here. Let's go. Peace out. Like, Alex Wiesenthal asked Eric, do you think she's going to take this promotion? And Eric's like, nah, she's not going to take it. And she told me, and I'm like, yeah, I immediately accept. I'm going. So I almost dumped him, actually, because my sister was like, well, who moves to Vegas with a boyfriend? Like, who mm. brings Stan to the beach? Right? And, um, but he... <laughs> Sound advice. No offense, Eric. Love you. Totally. It, but go... Good on you, sister. Totally, yeah. She knew what she was talking about. And I, I tried to shake him, but gosh, he really put an effort. He would fly out here every month. And wow. was just, like anytime he had time off, he was literally here or like flying me to LA. And like, I just never seen so much effort from someone. And we did that for 10 months. And then he was like, I want to be married to you, not to the restaurant. And so he quit and moved here and then the week he moved here we found out we were pregnant with baby d and so god has funny timing in that way because obviously yeah it just all happened at like the right time and then uh yeah i was pregnant i was eight months pregnant and then he proposed at the top of the stratosphere oh with with this tiny little thing <laughs> <laughs> That's going to send you to the bottom. <laughs> right. I don't think I said yes. Like, that's our running joke is I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Is this happening? Oh, my God. And I'm, like, pouring tears, and I'm eight months pregnant. Everyone's like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm really happy. This is this is a happy moment. But I'm an ugly crier, so it was really ugly. Oh, um, I love yeah. it. And then we had Dean, and then we got married, like, a couple months later, a little shotgun wedding, like, uh, at the Little Vegas Chapel. We didn't oh, like, so tell anyone. Dean was born. I didn't realize that Dean was born before the. Okay, did I miss that? And oh, yeah, we're the full social centers. stocking. That's <laughs> yeah, cool. Dean I was born it. in May, and then we got married in August, October. So that's cool. Um, yeah, and then we. And then I really wanted a second baby. Like, we wanted them really close. So we tried. We tried, we tried, and then I was like, 18 months apart is like my goal, and they are 18 months apart exactly, so. Wow. I know. Dreams do come true. My dream come true. Well, yeah, I've never ever thought that someone would quit their their life for me, but I got lucky, I guess, so. Yeah. Oh, you're a badass, so. Thanks. Yeah, we love I, each other. We're cute. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that though. Like when Dom and I, we didn't get married right away. Declan was almost two when we were like, yeah, let's do this. You know? And it wasn't like romantic. I mean, unfortunately it wasn't romantic. And I, I dig at him on that a lot. And 
he gets upset about it. But ours was more sh like strategic. It was more like, hey, we have this life, we have this family, we have this kid. Like, we need to be legitimate because we, well, yeah, we love each other. We do. He thinks I'm a pain in the ass. I think he's a pain in the ass. It's great. Um, but we have this little organism who depends on us. And so we need to be like a unit. It's that's important, you know, like it's mm -hmm. for a lot of things for our family. Cause it's international. Like we kind of need to <laughs> have structure. Um, and I'm not good with structure ironically, um, or coincidentally, whatever the terminology is, but yeah, like I get that. Like, you don't just live in sin. Who cares? Right. I was like, we're in Vegas already. We're sinners, clearly. And like, we've had a child out of wedlock. But like, my dad would be like, you know, when I was pregnant, he'd be like, oh, you know, like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what's more permanent than like deciding to have a child together? I'm like, we are bound for life. Like, I ain't worried about getting married. Like, yeah, we're, you know, like once you have a kid together, it's like, yeah, there's like a deadbeat dad situation, but like that would never be Jet. So I was like, I'm not worried. Mm -hmm. Like, it'll come if it comes. And if it doesn't, like, you know. It's cool. It's cool. Exactly. Oh, that's a good thing. You got to know your partner. And we all, there's there definitely aberrations made in, in those situations. However, status quo does not compensate for the aberrations. And I think sometimes there's actually a lot of men who there who want to step up as like in your now husband, our, our former boss. <laughs> um, He's still my boss. God. <laughs> I don't, I don't know about that. Um, I'm in his office, so don't tell him. <laughs> oh God, I have so many questions. Okay, but I'm going to talk about mom stuff and not about your husband, even though I'm like, so curious because I love you yeah, to death and I've known okay, you guys yeah. for so long. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. Okay, so you have two kids. Um, mm -hmm. I want to know about so that transition of mom. Like, when you found out you were pregnant, what was that like? Honestly, I cried. I saw the positive pregnancy test and I cried and I was like, I was like, I can't do this. Like, what do we do? And like, he's super Catholic. So like, oh, I mean, the, the look in my eyes, I was hear like, you. are we doing this? And he was like, there's no other option. So I was like, okay, well, but he was so happy. He was like, wow. so happy. He was like, I've wanted to be a dad my whole life. Like, this is amazing. Like, so so I was like, gosh, well, like, I have this kind of support. Like, this is m more than I could ever ask for. Like, if he's in, let's do it. I'm like, I know we can do anything together. So, like, let's give us another challenge. Sure, let's have a baby. Like, because I'm crazy. But it was it was a pretty big mind shift, I guess. Um, yeah. I mean, it was awesome. It's, it's different. I'm, I can't be selfish anymore. I was pretty selfish before, I think. It brings to light all of sure. your like character flaws, you know, being a mom. Oh, Abe, I wasn't having kids because I was selfish. So there you go. Yeah. I had all my turkeys at the restaurant. So it's great with that. Fucking wahalotes. Um, <laughs> Mama so, wahalote. <laughs> yeah. So I hear you there. Uh, that resonates a lot. Uh, that's my word this week, apparently. So you had Dean, now you have mm -hmm. Layla, Lila, Layla, Layla, yeah, like the Eric, like the Eric Clapton song, you know, Layla, got me on my knees, Layla, Layla, yeah, love it. Eric love is actually it. named after Clapton, so. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, his dad's Benny Jetson, so Benny and the Jets for real. Shut the f up. And Eric is named after Clapton. Oh, yeah, they're, like, a huge musical, like, family. Like, dad was, like, in a touring band and stuff. And so they're cool. in Arizona, right? His family? Your family's in Arizona, yeah. And you're in exactly. Nevada. You're, they're living in Nevada now. Wow. Mm -hmm. So, okay, now, so then you have Dean. Mm-hmm. You want your kids to be close. Now you have Layla. What the hell was that like? So you have one baby. <laughs> Surprise! Here he is! And then you have, you're like, all right, we're going to do this. We want them to be closer in age. And I appreciate that. My brother and I are 18 months apart, and I think it's so <gasps> beneficial. Um, I love that. Oh, so good. Like, it's nothing better, and I'm definitely biased here, like having an older sibling, particular, in, my, in my opinion, particularly your brother. 
but mm. so now you have two and they're that much apart. So what, so you had the one and that was a shift, but now you have the two. And what was that like to like grow it, the family so dynamically and rather quickly? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I tell everyone cause everyone goes, Oh, you got a boy and a girl. I'm like, yeah, I ordered them on Amazon, but the one came late. Um, I mean, it was just like, I don't know. It all happened so quick. Like Dean was just like, okay, I'm pregnant. And like, I accepted that. And like my pregnancy with Dean was amazing. So easy. Like it was great. Um, and then like, so obviously I'm like, you know, they trick you. Like Dean's a great baby. He's slept 12 hours, like almost his whole existence, like eats like a champ, wow. never has any issues. Right. So they trick you and you're like, oh, I can have another one of these. And then like one kid is easy and two kids is like a hundred percent more children. And it's so effing difficult. Like it's crazy. I'm, we're almost outnumbered. I don't want any more. He wants, he wanted eight to begin with, which is insane. Yes. Eric wanted eight children and I was like on board and now we have two and we're, and now he's like, maybe we'll only have four. And I'm like, maybe we'll have only two and that's it. My uh, body, my choice. Literally. I'm like, you carry them. He, he would, if he could, he would totally do it. I swear. But, um, <laughs> it's hard. Layla is terrible. She's just freaking worst. Oh my God. She's so cute. She's so cute and beautiful and intelligent, but like the girl hasn't mm. slept through the night and she's almost a year old. Like it, it's what I imagine like a military internment camp to be like, like for it to be woken up every two hours by like a screaming baby. Like you just don't get rest and you're just like on edge at all times. And like, it's, it's very challenging and she's just so different. Yeah. She doesn't really like care about eating and she doesn't like to sleep and she's very needy. She's a girl. So. <laughs> she's a freaking girl. Oh, I mean, the yeah, difference it's, it's, between males and females. Yeah, literally. Career the Justin household. I mean, all he I keep thinking angel. about is me, Eric, Justin, Crystal, his wife. Like, I just want you guys to like fly in. <laughs> oh yeah. We well, you know, we we thought Layla was actually a boy when I was pregnant with her for five months, and we were going to name her George. So she was George Justin, and then they. Yeah, and then they were like, oh, wait, she's a girl, and we're like, oh, can we return? Like, we know, not that. But obviously we love her, but, you know. That's probably why she's such a brat. She was like, you guys thought I was a boy. Nah, now I'm just going to, like, eat your world. <laughs> Definitely. Now, what was, was the birth different? Like I've, I've only had one. So I'm always very curious about other people's experiences with multiples and I don't ever want to have another one. So was it traumatic? It wasn't traumatic in the moment, but in retrospect, probably a little bit more than like I want to acknowledge. Um, yeah. And I talk about this a lot in podcasts because I think sometimes people, Every time I'm talking to someone, it's someone new for the first time, like in, in years and months and days who doesn't like, you know, the birth story. So Declan was fine. He was head down, all the things, but he was so vacuumed out. I was induced because of my history of blood clots. Had I done things differently or kind of trusted my body a little bit? more i would have definitely used a midwife my doctor team was incredible in dallas i can't knock them they were absolutely fantastic listen to me all of the things but in retrospect i would have done things differently with the ob in the background not as the primary so traumatic yeah. theoretically no Declan was vacuumed out in the end but i was on I had an epidural because I had been given Cervidal. So one of the reasons I could never do drugs as a human, my body can't react to them. It, it, like I take Tylenol for migraines. I can't handle drugs at all. So the Cervidal 
four hours and they and they say when you ripen your cervix it's going to take most people the average is 12 to 24 hours for your cervix to ripen mine was like mm -hmm. four hours later <laughs> let's go Ooh, wow so i was having labor intensive contractions four hours into my hospital stay with no dilation so after eight hours of that i was like fuck this Definitely. How am I supposed to deliver a baby if I don't have any rest? So I was like, give me the epidural. Whatever. So, and I'd asked my, my doctor, I was like, I want to go as long as possible without induction. As long as possible. Like, I don't want to be induced. I don't. She was like, well, I only feel comfortable taking to like 38 weeks and a few days. And I was like... So wow. I was almost at 39 weeks, but not quite um, induced. And I was like, this is fucking sucks. And I think, like, in retrospect, like, I knew he needed the full term. Mm -hmm. But liability and Western health practices are like, no, 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 no. Anyway, so anyway, Declan, long story short, took a lot of time. He needed to be vacuumed out. Um, my blood pressure was dropping, his blush, blood pressure was dropping, oxygen, blah, blah, umbilical cord around it, wrapped around his neck, all that mm. shit. Uh, in retrospect, probably really traumatic, but like in the moment, I was trying to find my, my yoga scent. <laughs> you know, like oh, I did yeah. all the yoga. Um, and he's a beautiful, brilliant boy. And we took him to a chiropractor and got his head screwed on straight, literally, because he was a cone head. Um, oh. I know, so right? It's not, it's not just a movie. It's like, this, this happens. Um, and he's the coolest kid. I'm so lucky to have him. And I'm so fortunate to be his mother. Like he drives me fucking crazy, but he's a badass dude. So, or wh whoever he wants to be in the future. I don't know, but he's a cool <laughs> human. Yeah. I love he's that. Cool well, human. You're cool. So that makes sense. I don't know your man, but you're cool. So. Yeah, he's all right too. Like he's got the <laughs> accent. He looks the part. He's amazing. He's I mean, a good yeah, dad. Looks, what do, what do they call him? He looks silver foxy. Oh god, he's so silver foxy. <laughs> oh, I mean, like. And then with an accent, I could see that. I see. I got to tell you, like, okay, we're this is totally off the scorecard <laughs> that I'm trying to keep here because it's supposed to be about sorry, you. Sorry, sorry. Um, I thought he was annoying when I met him. Met him at Misfit Santa Monica, and I thought he was fucking obnoxious. And I was like, oh my god, this guy, he thinks he's so great with his British accent. Oh my god. And I was like, oh, stop talking. And he just never <laughs> left me alone. Aww. And here we are. So that's our story in a Maybe nutshell. It's true love, because I feel like Eric is annoying. He was so annoying. I hated him. He would literally text me pictures of like things that I had not closed correctly. You know what I mean? This is before we were dating. I'm like, you're so annoying. Like, why would anyone date him? He's like, he's just pretty. Like, everyone just thinks he's hot, but he's so annoying. And like, hey, here we are. So. Now he's your annoying hot mess. Now he's my annoying hot mess. He's still hot though. He's getting hotter with age, so lucky me. Maybe he'll be somewhere <laughs> fast. Oh my gosh. Definitely. I'll, I'll have Dominic give him notes because Please. he's probably 20 years older than Jet. Um, okay, so do we talk about the different birth experiences? I got, I lost track. Yeah. I was talking about my birth so, experience. But I know. Layla so know. was like easy baby, but like was her birth different? Like in that caring than Dean? Well, so Dean's, um, Dean's pregnancy is super easy the whole time. I could have, I mean, I was one of those annoying, like glowing moms. I'm like, why do people complain about this? This is amazing. I love being pregnant. Granted, I gained 65 pounds. So your girl likes being pregnant because she likes her treats. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, like I thought I had, I thought I knew what I was doing. And like, I went in with like a birth plan, I guess, no. you know? But you totally. don't, you're scared. So like I, I got, I, I went full term, I went 40 weeks and then my doctor was like, okay, if you keep going, like we need to strip your membranes. And so like, I mean, I know nothing. So I'm like, all right, strip my membranes. Sure. So she did that. And that was like a Thursday. 
And then that night we went and saw, I don't know, like an Avengers movie, like a three hour movie in the theaters. And like, I had like one contraction and I'm like, Oh God, this is going to take forever. And then that night I started having full on contractions and I had them for like a day and like couldn't sleep. So we went to the hospital and then they were like, Oh, you're, you're half a centimeter dilated. And I'm talking like I had full on contractions that were like five minutes apart. I'm like, this is ridiculous. So they were like, well, go walk around the hospital for an hour and we'll see if you dilate. So I did that. You know, I'm talking like gripping the wall contractions. And I get back and they're like, you're probably still half a centimeter. You should go home. I'm like, okay, well, fuck this. So we went home and I continue with my horrible contractions, not sleeping, not eating. This went on for like days. We went back to the hospital a second time. They sent us home again. And then the third time, poor Eric, he had probably just laid down to sleep for like two hours and I woke him up and I was like, okay, I think for real this time my water broke, we went to the hospital and I mean, it was pretty seamless. Like, you know, I dilated in a few hours. Oh no. She was like, how dilated do you want to be? And I was like, like nine centimeters. And she was like close seven or something. So I labored for a while, got in all the positions and I don't know, like I wasn't, I wasn't ripening. I wasn't opening up. So, and my doctor wasn't available. They were like, she's off today. And I was like, well, she said to call her anyways. And they were like, well, she's not answering. So some like rando delivered Dean and, um, and they did end up like suctioning him out, which was unnecessary. And he actually has like a huge birthmark on his face, which I think is from that. I think he's like, he was like squished somehow. And like, Probably. you know, he Could got be. fucked up totally. from that. But, um, so after that, my girlfriend had a baby like shortly after me and she's like so freaking crunchy. I mean, it was her first baby and she birthed it alone. No midwife, no boyfriend, nothing. She did it alone. So she sent me this, um, class that essentially she purchased called like free birth, free birth society. Mm-hmm. And, um, I watched that and I became so empowered. I mean, I wanted to give birth to Layla like at home by by ourselves. Um, but my entire pregnancy was terrible. I was super sick the whole time. I hated being mm. pregnant, gained another 60 pounds. And, um, but I was like mindset, like I want no medical involvement. I want nothing to do with these people. I'm like, you just get my baby out safe. So we went with like a full on birth plan, like 10 copies, gave it to everyone. And this is mid COVID, you know? So I'm like, I'm not wearing a mask. Like, I'm not getting vaccinated. Like, I, I didn't even get hooked up to an IV because I didn't want nothing to do with these people. And I'm texting my doctor because I'm like, all right, this is your chance. You better be in the hospital because, like, I'm bringing my second baby and, like, you have to deliver this one because she was pissed she didn't deliver Dean. Um, so I'm texting her. I'm like, I'm in labor. I'm in labor. And she came five days early. Um, I started having contractions at 7 p.m. and she was born the next day at 11. So, yeah, 11 a.m. So she came five days early. She was super quick. I mean, I was like, I'm not getting sent home again. So I just labored in bed. And finally, I started feeling like the pushing feeling, you know? So I was like, I think we're getting too close. So we, like, called my friend. I had three friends that were going to watch Dean because Dean couldn't come to the hospital. Nobody answers. And we're, like, in the car. And I'm, like, you know, like, really in the midst of it. And I get to the hospital. And they were like, were you trying to have a baby at home? You're nine centimeters. And, yeah. So Layla came super quick and it was so easy. And they were like, you know, they, they knew like a new nurse would come in the, the door and they would be like, okay, she's like an anti-vaxxer. She wants nothing to do with us, blah, blah, blah. There's just like 10 people in the room. I'm like, so is it COVID or not? Because um, ah! y'all ain't six feet away from me and there's too many people in this room, but I don't even care. Nessa, it's uh-huh. a newborn. Come on. Yeah. No. Uh, so yeah, but Layla was great. I mean, oh yeah, Dean had to, Dean had jaundice and he had to stay in the hospital for like two days in that stupid billy bed and stuff. Mm. And Layla, I didn't even want, Layla got no vaccines. She got no erythromycin. I was, um, what is it? Like strep B or whatever mm-hmm. positive. I didn't want anything. So she was fine. Um, and I felt like it kept her microbiome like intact and like, I kind of, I don't know. I, I, she's my experiment baby. She's completely unvaccinated. She has nothing foreign in her body at all. Um, but yeah, 
I mean, I came home and I was like, now I have two freaking children. And it was, it was a big transition. I mean, I would say we finally came up for air maybe a month ago. Yeah. Two months ago at nine months because the two of them and they're little, they're, they're, you know, she needs me. And then Dean's like, now I need you. And I'm like, you don't need me. You know what I mean? They're so little. It's, it was, it's hard. It's really hard. Yeah. It's tough to like, you're, and you're, bre- you're breastfeeding, right? Mm-hmm. So that's even tougher because there's a different kind of connection that it's hard to shake, you know? No, even if you wean them or you do bottles or whatever, it's still hard to shake that, what they want and that connection that they crave from you. It's, it's a lot. It's it's definitely tough. And I'm the only one, you know, like I couldn't pump, I couldn't leave anything. Like she didn't want to, she didn't want to take a bottle. Like, and Dean nursed till 13 months. And then I was finally like, okay, I need to like, I need a break. I'm feeling touched out. I was like, I know she's going to nurse like, but he kind of self weaned at 13 months. It worked out. We both like made the decision. So he hasn't like craved the boob at all, but like, oh. you know, he's, he sees her getting attention and he needs up and she's eating and I'm hungry. Like, no, you're not. Okay, kid. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, kid. But he sees baby sister getting the attention and he's like, WTF mom. I don't understand. Yeah. And he's always been really, really sweet with her. Like since we brought her into the house, she's, he's been like so sweet with her. He's the best big brother. But the first two weeks, he was such a dick to me. He like hated me the first two weeks. He was like, why did you bring this baby home? I'm your baby. Like, Mm, and now we've leveled out, but, but makes sense right like you know 100 percent. he didn't pick her he didn't choose that and i felt really like i felt such mom guilt those first couple of months because i was like why did i do this i was like dean is perfect we could have given him all of our love and attention mm-hmm. and time and stuff and and he didn't choose to have another baby i was like are we selfish like now we made him have a sibling we're making him share mm-hmm. everything and like I mean, I would cry about it. I felt so guilty. Like, you know, he, I don't know. I Mm. just, that's an interesting perspective. No, I love that. I think that's a really insightful thing. Like we were like on the flip side that we worry that Declan doesn't have that camaraderie. I mean, I had siblings. I'm the youngest of three. My husband is the younger of two. Um, and sometimes we're like, oh, do we, does he need a sibling? But also we put him in preschool and we do all the things, you know, like, because right. I don't want to be pregnant again. <laughs> totally. You know, it, that's just our truth. Um, and so I wonder sometimes if I'm not doing enough for him, but I can't do for two what I can for one. I can put exactly. one kid through private school if I have to. I can't put two kids through private school. Right. And it's just like, I can't yeah, pay for preschool for two kids right now. It's not feasible. So what am I supposed And I cannot teach you. I am not a teacher. <laughs> I'm not a good... I'm really good in one facet. I'm really good at talking to people. And I'm really good at coaching people. Do not ask me to teach a toddler it is not gonna happen <laughs> it, it's definitely yeah it's a lot so <laughs> so much i can relate not gonna happen but so. um but yeah i mean eric is the middle of five so for him like siblings have always been a thing and then like for me like i have a sister who's 10 years older than me and my mm. little brother is 15 years younger than me oh my gosh so i realized I'm essentially... that was that much different yeah, I'm essentially like a, an only child, and so like I mean I'm a big gossip girl buff, and um, there is a quote from Blair Waldorf, and she's like, "What's it like having a sibling? By the way, someone whose sole purpose in life is to compete for your parents' love and attention." I was like, "Ew, that like hits it on the head." Like truly, because you can't ever give one child all of your love and attention; it's always going to be split. And but yeah. Damn. Stay tuned if we have two more or not. I want to adopt, honestly. Heard that. That was our plan. My husband's adopted, so we were going to adopt two um, older kids 
like a three and five year old. That was our plan. Yeah. I'm Kids like, you get lost in the system. Right, yeah. I'm like, if we can afford it, like, why would you not pluck a kid out of, like, obscurity and sadness and give them the best life ever? Like, that, totally. I think that sounds amazing. Totally. 100%. I'm right there with you. Like, I think that there's a lot of opportunity. And it's not like you're playing Savior, you're not being Jesus Christ. Or, you know, you're not being whatever religion you fucking practice doesn't matter. Like, you're looking at it from, I'm, for me, I'm looking at it from, like, a socioeconomic perspective. Like, there's already organisms in the world that need support. Why are we going to create a new one? Isn't that a little selfish? Like Declan's, and I love my son. I wouldn't change him for the world. And I think all parents say that. Our plan was always to adopt and my husband was adopted. So it hits close to home. I have family members who were adopted. My, my grandmother who's now passed, like she was a uh, foster mom for over a hundred kids in her wow. life. Yeah. Fucking crazy. Um, I couldn't do that cause I would get too attached and I would want to take care of them. But we were like, you know, when Declan's like five and like another year. So like, if we feel like he really needs a sibling, I asked him like, you know, very innocently a few weeks ago because I thought that he, I thought I knew the answer. I was like, would you like your brother or sister? He goes, yeah, mama. I was like, and how do you manage all of that? Poorly? No, I'm, I'm just kidding. A lot of weed. Um, <laughs> fair. fair. Your, your girl was medicated. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's... We both were working the whole time that I was with pregnant with Dean. That's why I quit. That's why I quit management, because I was working, what, like 60-hour weeks, and mm. I never saw Eric because he was serving at night at Fleming's. And, um, I mean, yeah, it's always something's got to give. Um, unfortunately, you know, the kids are innocent. So it's usually like your marriage or like yourself and your health or your mental health and stuff. So that's why, what, that's why I say like we barely came up for air like maybe two mm -hmm. months ago because with Dean it was fine. I mean, it was just a lot of adjusting to having someone else to take care of and not being selfish and realizing someone's watching you all the time and like learning from you. Um, but yeah, with Layla, like Eric, I mean, we were literally strangers in the night, you know, like I worked mm -hmm. in the day and then I'd come home and we'd basically like high five and he would hand me the baby and he would go to work. And so like our marriage really suffered um, it was really, really difficult. We ended up going to, um, our pastor for marriage counseling. It, that's one thing that's been really nice is like, I never had any religion in my life. And like, Eric is so Catholic and I just kind of opened up to that. Um, I don't know that possibility that that higher being kind of thing, that thing that could mm. unite us. And like, it's worked for us. And it, it, you know, I mean, initially the, you know, father bill was mm. like, when do you guys go on dates? Do you go on dates once a week? And we like laughed, you know, we're like, no, we do you consider a date going to bed an hour early and like our feet touching in bed. Like is that a date? <laughs> and, and it was like, that's why, you know, we, that's why we kind of fell apart. So yeah, we, now we're like, okay, once a week we go on dates, we get a sitter, which was really hard too, because like, you don't want to leave your kid with anyone. Right. You don't trust anyone. We are alone here in Vegas. That's something that's even more difficult. Like most people have like, you know, grandma and grandpa or a sister or cousin mm -hmm. or friends or anyone. We have mm -hmm. no one here. We have nobody. And like, we couldn't even get a break to go have dinner for two hours. Like, I'm not going to leave my baby with anybody, you know? So now we're finally safe in that regard. Like we have pretty good sitters and people that we trust and stuff. And, um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's been really hard, but now I think we're stronger than ever. We're like very united. He quit his job. He literally came home from, he, he transferred to Del Frisco's and he came home one night and he was like, I quit, I quit restaurants. I don't want to work anymore. So he fulfilled his dream of becoming a stay at home dad, which is what he really always wanted. Um, and he's, he's a great dad. He's, I mean, I couldn't ask for a better partner in taking care of the kids. Um, he shoulders a lot of the responsibility. I mean, like I still work, um, 
but yeah, I mean, he does everything. He cooks, he cleans, he takes care of the kids, teaches them and stuff. Mm. So it's good to have support. I don't think I could do it alone all the time. I'm like, how the fuck do single parents do this? Like I'm drowning and there's two of us. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know if you feel the same way, but like it's bananas. It's um, always something to be done. Yes, dude. It never ends. And laundry, like, why does that multiply? <laughs> Who knew about the laundry? Why are there always dishes? <laughs> the kitchen is always dirty. Oh, um, my God. Don't get me started on that. Yeah. I don't, like, my husband gets so annoyed with me. He's like, how do you see this stuff? I'm like, 18 years in restaurants, babe. <laughs> like, I see yeah. everything. I oh, see yeah. All the things, like, sorry yeah um but i think i don't know i finally like this this like last year maybe in the last couple six months or something i realized i needed to do something for myself i was like i was losing Mm. myself i didn't have any kind of identity i was just like going through the motions Mm -hmm. and then i was like well what did i really love to do okay i really loved to play volleyball but i can't do that anymore i'm an adult i you know that's not like a it's not a feasible thing for me to join a league or something. Mm. So Eric got me a um, spin bike because I really love spin, like cycling. Yeah. Um, so I hopped on the bike and I got addicted to that. And so like, we're very structured in our house. Like, I mean, let me, I don't know if I can show you, but like, this is our schedule. Everything is timed out. Everything is. Yes, this is our life. It's, yeah, exactly how you would picture it. So we wake up, um, you know, we wake up at 6, or Eric wakes up at 5, five o'clock. He does a lot of crypto stuff. He's, he started a consulting business. So he's in here doing crypto, and I'm with the kids. And then 8.15 hits, I get to go to the garage and have an hour to myself and work out. And, like, that's my me time. And that's been able to get I was able to lose all the baby weight and like focus on myself and that makes me emotionally like level I don't know if you like work out or anything like that but like if I don't I'm a fucking crazy person I'm so emotional I fly off the handle I feel shitty I look shitty it's just a vicious cycle but like if I get my workout in I'm like prone to um bipolar disorder because my mom is uh bipolar and if I don't work out, like my emotions are berserko. But if I do work out, I'm totally like normal, level headed. I've gotten out that excess energy and like that has changed everything for me. Our scheduling and me working out has like that's my me time and like I finally feel like myself. I'm able to be a better mom, I'm better able to be a wife, you know, all those things. I think that's so important. Like Totally yeah. important. You need that. You need that. I'm the same way, like I can't I started playing tennis again when I moved to Florida. So, um, love that. Dom makes fun of me so much. He's like, I got like a three hour tennis clinic this week. And he's like, Are you really drinking? I'm like, No, like, I'm literally hitting balls at people. That's what I'm doing. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel you. Like, if I don't sweat, like today, I, I played tennis for like an hour, but it wasn't like, rigorous enough for my mm-hmm. brain so like i just wanted to punch people the rest of the day. <laughs> it's so weird right it's like mm-hmm. is it so like speaking of western medicine like talk about preventative stuff if everyone literally worked out like 20 minutes a day every single day we would mm-hmm. all be so much better we'd all be happier and healthier and squat jumps like in unison <laughs> like everybody 20 minute squat jumps and then like <laughs> something you know like bicep curls even with like cans of like green beans or something just like yeah (laughs) that would make the world a better place one baby any chance switch (laughs) yeah i don't work on my arms at all and people are like how are you so strong i'm like i have a toddler and a baby and i carry both of them so yeah oh yeah one's like this one's like that sometimes they're like this it's fine it's cool yeah oh yeah you just Tossing them up in the air. 30 pounds. Up, 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 up. okay. Uh, uh. <laughs> Let me show you. <laughs> yeah. Instead workout. I'm not ready for this weight yet. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so, that's so true. I well, I like that you guys are regimented. I'm, I'm kind of not surprised with Eric. 
I know. Well, we read this book called Atomic Habits. I think quarantine changed everything for us, honestly. Mm. Like we we read this book Atomic Habits and like implemented all these things to our life. Like quarantine was the best thing ever. Neither of us had to work, and like we still had we still got money more than I did when I was serving, obviously. And I mean, yeah, we just got to spend time together. My pregnancy was terrible, so it was good to relax and do that. But we got our life like structured and in order, and like it's been so much better since then. And they just parlayed that into post, well, I don't know, are we post-COVID? I don't know if we're post-quarantine, whatever. I don't know. It depends on what stage you're in. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm picking up my dominoes with no mask, even though I'm three feet from the door. Give me my pizza. Nope. Get your mask on. Okay. It's like, whatever. (laughs) I'm like, we can't ever go back to that dominoes again, okay? I'm not, I'm not trying to be that like mask warrior, but like when you're denying my business because I'm not wearing a mask, I'm like, you're not a business owner, obviously. <laughs> you never say no to money. So <laughs> you never say no to money. <laughs> I mean, I guess value is moral. I don't know. All, all of the above are important. You, you can have all the morals and values you want, but if you don't have the cash flow, oof, oof. Right. Oof. Good luck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Love that. In what ways has motherhood changed you? What ways has motherhood not changed me? That is a shorter answer. Um, that answer that. I know. Gosh, in every single way. Like, yeah, like I said, I mean, I think all your character flaws come out. I realized like how selfish I was and like, Dean's behavior is a direct reflection of the things that I do and say. And I don't know. I just had to be like a more cleaned up, better version of myself. I want to be my best self every single day for the kids. And I think that that's huge because before I was like, "Ah, I'll just be my okay self and like get through life. And like, you know, I'm cute and I'm pretty smart, so I could probably figure it out. But like now it's very intentional and you know, I, I don't know. You just defend your children and you want to do everything for them and you become a different, better version of yourself. Hopefully. Right. For me. Yeah. I hear that resonates so much. Like I, I'm not good with a lot of things. People think I'm good. I have to like mentally prepare myself. So when it comes to my kid though, I kind of, I'm kind of on like autopilot in certain parameters and I'm just like, but no, that's not going to work. Yeah. No, uh, I don't well. like that. Right. And, and my husband's like, whoa, don't, no, 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 no. We're not going to feel it out. It just doesn't feel right to me. Like I'm not going to do it or I'll say things or I'll do things that he's like, who are you? And I'm like, it just comes out of me. Like in it's intrinsic and uh, you can, there's things like I'm not teaching him. I'm surprised every day by his skill set. That doesn't mean I know his capabilities any less and that I'm not observant to who he is as a human. Mm-hmm. I'm his mom. Like I know more than anybody could ever tell me about my son because the three hours in the morning and the three hours at night I have with him are hyper important and my opportunity to engage with him. So even if it's just watching the movies, listening to his vocabulary, it's watching what he picks up on. It's, it's little things. You're like, "Mm, interesting. He noted that, or, Oh, he said that word, or he understands what they're doing in this random film we picked, you know, (laughs) like, okay. And it's filed away. And it's a totally different capacity for, human beings and it's different when it's not you it's different when it's not you when it's someone else who's so innocent and pure and you have to look out for them everything about your persona changes and you you would literally burn the neighborhood down or walk through fire or run into a burning building because that little soul has no idea of the obstacles they're up against. And here we are in our 
Oh, I'm in my mid thirties. My husband's in his late forties. Um, but we know what the world is like and we know what things face him and we're trying to alleviate things, but prepare him simultaneously. So we, it's a really interesting dichotomy. Yeah. Um, I think like, I think probably the biggest shift for me now that I think about it was like, which happened really quickly for Eric is like when we found out we were pregnant, he was like, I don't want to be a GM anymore. I don't want to be in restaurant management. Like, I need to focus on you guys and have the time for you guys. Me, I was like, I'm going to pop this kid out and continue to manage and work my way up the corporate ladder. And then the second Dean came out and I went back to work, I was like, what am I doing? Like, this doesn't matter anymore. Anyone can manage this restaurant. That's not hard. Only I can be Dean's mom. Only I can be Layla's mm. mom. And like, what am I going to, you know, pay the lowest bidder to come watch my kid and teach them I don't know what? Like, that's so important to me. And now that I realize how important, like, the family unit and, like, what you teach your kid and, like, how much you love them, how it can affect their world and then, like, everyone else's world. I mean, I honestly think all the problems in our lives and everyone's life is because they weren't loved enough as a kid. If everyone had mommy and daddy and was loved, there wouldn't be all these issues. So, like, how am I going to... How am I going to be, you know, go to work and like think I'm getting something done by doing lineup and like making a floor chart? Fuck that. You know, you're giving I, people I, love they didn't have before. Well, that's fair, but only I can be Dean's mom. And I was like, I quit. I need to be Dean's mom. Like, you know, I don't want to climb the corporate ladder anymore. That's not important to me. Like, I get that 100%. Uh, I yeah. didn't want to be a stay at home mom, but I do this. I was going to say, this is what you do, right? Because you, is, is this like your job? That's mm -hmm. awesome. And you get to do that from home and you don't, you don't get to miss a beat. So that's great. That's the idea. And I put my, my kid in care that I can't give him. I try to do the homeschooling. Nobody it's wants hard. me to be any kind of so I'm yeah. just, it's not me. Like, I just can't, I know yeah. my limitations as a human being and I can reinforce everything, but I can coach people hundred percent. I'll be the best person to like, I can expose him to everything, but what I can't do is teach him fundamentals. It's just not my strength and right. that's okay. And I, I think yeah. that's half the battle as a parent too, is like nothing nothing's gonna change that i'm his mom i'm gonna give him something different a validation and affirmations like what you're talking about with your kids that i didn't get um and i'm gonna have a support for him that i didn't get but certain other things I can't give him and I think that's okay to acknowledge as a parent what your limitations are and for me like teaching my kid how to hold a pen correctly is not a strength of mine teaching my kids primary colors teaching him what I softly triangle is is like not my thing this is not my oh. thing and he's gonna get in like I experienced in getting him to pull his pants up I'm like I'm not good at this I have no patience like <laughs> Clearly, yeah, no, I mean, I'll outsource some things for sure. <laughs> Patience is not a strong suit of mine, so. <laughs> also knowing, also knowing, like, you can Google everything. You can research anything, right? But yeah, giving your kids the environment, but also um, having your own mental space to do it, it's a whole different fucking ball game. And I'm not trained enough as an educator to give my kid what he needs as a three and a half year old. It's a full-time job. It's 100% a full-time job to be a parent. And so that's why it's bananas that people try and have a full career and also be a parent and then also be married because those are three different jobs for three different people. Like there's no way you can't. We don't have enough time to dive into mine and Dom's like story, but, um, fuck. Doesn't like getting, Oh, I hear, is that Layla? Mm -hmm. Here. Okay, real quick. Um, what's the use, most useless information you receive while pregnant? Useless? Gosh. I don't know. I feel like most information that anyone ever gave me when I was pregnant went in one ear and out the other. And I was like, okay, for sure. Absolutely. 
I think like telling that like when people tell you like it's hard and you're just like yeah whatever it's not it's like not that hard but then when you're in it you're like it's really hard but mm-hmm. I don't know if that's useless but maybe like for I don't know not taken for granted but just they really can't totally. tell you. you you'll never know until you have the actual baby and you're a parent like you'll never get it really that's so true that's so true like don't disregard that advice is probably a better statement for that yeah yeah is there anything you wish you would have been told about motherhood yes i mean i think the marriage thing i feel like that's so like top Mm. of mind for me because it's so like I don't know, fresh, but when we went and saw Father Bill, he was like, well, most couples that I counsel, I tell them to be married and be together for a few years before you have kids. Mm. And I'm like, well, yeah, that would be the fucking ideal situation, but it didn't work out like that for us, you know? And like, I don't know if they taught that as like sex ed at school, it's like, Hey, do you like the person you're having sex with? Don't make a baby because you're not going to have sex for a long time. If you make a baby that would defer me, that would deter me from making a baby you know that's probably like better than a condom i would be like shit you're right like i want to hang out with this person and i'm not gonna be able to if i have a child with them so like yeah i wish someone would have told me like be happily married and and build that foundation with yourself before you have a kid because it's gonna test you um and it's gonna and but don't break i don't know it's you'll come out alive at the other side just just maybe keep yeah, just keep your blinders on, and, like, as long as you have that end goal, then, it, man, the days are long, but the years are short, and it happens so quick. And yeah, so true. Yeah, when you're in it, it feels like a long time, but then you blink. You look up, and you, your kid's three and a half, and you're like, what the hell? That's where I am right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's such a cool person. Um, all right, well, that's all the time we have for I'm the mom who knows nada. My name is Brianna. This has been our interview with Crystal Jetson. She's badass there in in (laughs) Vegas. Um, All I can say is have fun learning all the things you didn't know you needed to know. Until next time.